Street Fighters. How you doing? It's that time of the week. It's Wednesday night. Time for a street fight. A little bit earlier than usual. But we're happy that you're here. If you can watch along on the live stream, we're on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Head over to twitch.tv slash streetfightradio. You can get access to the bonus Twitch Twitch emojis and all that other fun stuff. And also use your free Amazon Twitch subscription to send us a couple bucks. Uh, We are the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. And we've been doing it for a while. Long while. And we've built a great community of people that listen to the show. And we, we're glad that you're a part of it or you're giving it a chance or you've been listening for a long time. If you ever want to reach out to us, we're on social media. We're Street Fight WCRS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or you can send an email to streetfightradio at gmail.com. Or head over to streetfightradio.com. There is a contact form there if you want to get a hold of us. Uh, we'll, we'll let you know. This is the last week to get the pre-order for the Lerm Worm All Connected t-shirt. We're doing a fundraiser for Prison Health News. You might have missed it, but last week I did a special bonus episode with Susie Subways, their main organizer there for Prison Health News. And uh, you can hear us talk about the organization and the challenges that are faced uh, with the prison population in COVID this year. So head over to store.streetfightradio.com where you can get the access to the pre-order. And if you're a Patreon subscriber, every single Patreon subscriber always gets 20% off in the Street Fight store. I just sent that code out today, so send check your messages. It's in there. How's it going, Brian? Good. I had a big day today. I had a Max Sweeney's article come out about me. Yeah. That is... uh, uh, Makes me feel intelligent. Yeah, I was jealous. Yeah, yeah. You should have got a job at Chuck E. Cheese. I agree. Actually, there might be a McSweeney's article about Brett Payne in the future. I know that uh, I I, uh, turned the interviewer on to you uh, as a person who's had a lot of shitty jobs, too. Mm -hmm. So... They, they, the, the person that did the interview, uh, I got to get the name again. She was, she was a fan of Street Fight and, uh, was very kind to me and made me look really good in that piece. Uh, Suzanne Yeagley. So, oh my God, the last sentence of that, that interview where you just said, I always learn the wrong lessons from things was the funniest shit ever. Yeah. Well, at least you know yourself. Brought that up in that, like, I, uh, I saw Boys in the Hood when I was 12 years old. And the, and when I left, the first thing I said was, we got to start a gang. Like we got, And that is not the lesson from right. that movie. That is the wrong lesson. And like, I just, I never learned the right lessons from anything. So, right. uh, yeah, it was, that was a really fun thing to do. It's fun to talk about working at Chuck E. Cheese because, I don't know, it's a job that like guys like me wouldn't usually expect to have if that makes sense you know like there's not a lot of like loser guys like me that were heading to chuck e cheese to work yeah i um i i do say i do think about it and um i can't imagine putting you in charge of a kid's birthday party i know no yeah for sure i mean you know maybe me now might you you because kids like me like all kids think I'm like a great dude. True. 
and uh, they like hanging out with me. I just had a conversation with uh, a Charlotte right before this show about her. Uh, Brett did something that not uh, not even me, not even the softest dad on the planet did. Elf on a shelf, which is I said no to it straight up. My kid was like, I want Elf on a Shelf. And I was like, well, you're not going to fucking get it because Elf on a Shelf isn't a thing, is what I said. Yeah. She's like, no, it's a thing. And I'm like, no, it's not. It, it, that is new. That is made in the past 10, 20 years or whatever. That is not a Christmas thing that exists. You get a Christmas tree. You get Christmas presents. Santa Claus, all that stuff. You can have all that old stuff. Yeah. You know? No, we're not adding a new thing. You know, yeah. and then she was telling me about Elf on a Shelf, and I was like, damn, I can't believe they got Brett to do Elf on a Shelf. I, the next thing you know, he's going to be telling me he's taking her to Disney World. Yeah, I um, I got to do, I don't know. I, I love Christmas. I don't mind Christmas. I, I, have I don't been, think it's bad. I don't, I'm not convinced that it's a bad thing. I, uh, I mean, I think that it's, uh, you should give something to your friends. <laughs> like, you should show nice things to your friends. Um my daughter got turned on Elf on the Shelf from school. Yeah, mine too. fucking school had one, and she thought it was the greatest thing ever. And I'm up all night, which means I can move the Elf around before I go to bed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Gwen heard about it from school, too. This is like when she was, Katie was like, we got to take Gwen to Disney World. And I'm like, no, we don't. That's like saying we got to take the kid to the mall. That is some capitalist shit. And we never did. She'll go. I'm sure in her lifetime, if she finds it important to go do fucking Disney world, but I'm not going to be the one that did it. No, that is not. Every kid gets to go to Disney world. That's not like a thing, you know? Oh, for sure. I mean, it could be, but it, it should be. I mean, it should be if Disney world should be a public works project, <laughs> yeah. really where yes, we pay for a family to go to Disney World, especially every family with how much we're especially with how much we're like subsidizing Disney World at this point. I mean, Jesus it, fucking Christ, man. It should be like the Smithsonian Museums. Yeah. Like it's just be oh, I, oh, I'm actually an American, so I can I just get to come in here. They make every single movie. You yeah, know? they control our entire creative lifestyle, like our entire uh, myth making, all of the biggest movies. So me and Katie uh, are watching movie series that we had missed in the past. You know, I just finished Alien last week. And, uh, you know, we were maybe going to do Star Trek. We were maybe going to do James Bond. But what we landed on was Friday the 13th. Ooh, so much better than those other two. I know. We really fucking pulled it out because we're on part three. We'll probably watch part three tomorrow. And part one and two were just a joy, a, simply a joy to sit and watch together. You know, we watched Alien, and other than everyone's, other than number one calling them aliens, yeah, A E L I A N T S. There's an alien coming. Oh no, the aliens! <laughs> oh no, not an alien. <laughs> um, but uh. You know, we weren't yelling during them. That's not to say they were bad movies. Yeah. I think I liked all of them. You know, I I I enjoyed every single one of them. My favorite one was Covenant, which sure. I got yelled at for. Not popular. You know what though? Alien Alien Covenant 
is more my speed of a movie. You know, if you're looking for suspense and all that stuff, probably aren't going to like Alien Covenant. You know, it's in your face. Yeah. I like in your face ass shit. Well, you told me uh, you made a bunch of you. You mentioned that. It, the old alien movies looked like somebody shaking a rubber baby doll. Yes. Yes. And you like an alien covenant that uh, you can see the whole body running around. Yeah. You see it running around and it looks cheesy as shit in alien covenant too, but it's funny to see. And it just, that kind of stuff. There is a thing with me where it's like, if s- something can be funny, even if it's supposed to be serious and I'll like it, you know, uh-huh. it's that's that's why choosing Friday the 13th was such a smart move, because I don't think they were trying to make a serious movie, but I don't think they were trying to make something as funny as those movies come off as in the end. You know, they're probably trying to scare people, too. Yeah. Um I, yeah, I don't know how that's. I yeah, that's hard to say. I, I agree though that the the best way to watch him is the only way to watch him with his friends. Like you're supposed to be yelling at the screen. Yeah. This is a time of yelling at the screen, putting in comments, which is my favorite thing to do. I I, I mostly like I like to watch movies by myself and be very quiet, and I put my chin on my my fist and I think about them. But if I'm watching somebody else with somebody else, I'm like, man, look at this motherfucker's clothes. Look at this yeah. shit. Look at those shoes. That's the whole movie. What is that fucking hair? It's like you know who I hate in the Friday the Thirteenth movies more than anything is the smart ass kid. Really? Yeah, I always want the smart ass kid to get killed. I was so mad. At the end of Friday the 13th, too, that the smart-ass kid didn't get killed. I know, that's a spoiler. That uh, I was just like, oh, I hope... I had to search to see if he was in part three. Right. Just hoping he gets killed. His comeuppance. Yeah. Comeuppance for being a smart smart right. aleck. Right. You know? That's really what it is, is like, these these smart aleck kids are are the worst. Yeah. Because they're they're what an adult thinks a smart aleck teen is. Because smart aleck teens aren't smart. No, they're pity. They're pitiable. Yeah. I mean, that's that's why a lot of teens use slurs and stuff like that is because you're not you're not clever enough to do something a little or compound cusses. They call people fuck waffles and stuff like that. Because they're not as good at, like, cutting to the core of people. Yeah. And it was just, I hate that smart mouth kid. I hate it. And and I hope he gets killed in every one of the movies. That'd be great. The new, the, the thing that happened after part one was now we try to figure out who the girl that survives is going to be. Ah. Uh, like, it's just the, at the beginning of the movie. And it's like, got it. I figured it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I also like whenever someone sneaks away to go have sex, I'm like, Don, Jason doesn't like that. No, Jason hates no, that shit. He wants you to save yourself till marriage. The first two movies are so funny to me because it's like these kids come to a town and they're like, I got to go. Uh, uh, I got to go to this camp. It just. I just got to get there. And everybody's like, don't go to the camp. You know, it's look, people get killed at this camp. I don't. I don't know why. You know, you got to think about the city, like their inner lives when it's not happening, where they're just like, I don't know why. I mean, it's just anytime somebody's there, they get killed. Yeah. Just like it if you didn't go there. Because, you know, people don't like people don't like to come to a place where people get killed, you know. And then like in the second one, they're like, 
oh, we opened a camp on the other side of the lake. Right. It's like, okay. And then they're like, just don't go over there where all the people got killed. And these damn teenagers are like, let's, hey, we got to get over there to where all those people got killed. Let's go dig up some bodies. Yeah. It reminds me of Gamer, which was uh, in my neighborhood. There was a creek, a crick, actually, that we would go play in, right? But there was a house on the other side of it. And this house was behind, there were trees. You know, I had never seen a house in the woods in my life. You know, I I, I thought those were just things on TV. And um, we go to we go to play and we see this house in the woods and we're immediately some guys like there's a gamers there. And he, he will <laughs> fucking kill you and take you in the house. Gamer. Yeah. It's a great name. I don't know where they came up with it at all, but I was it's just got, like... It's like Gein and Dahmer together, kind of. Maybe, maybe. And I was just like, well, I don't want to fuck with Gamer. You know what yeah. I mean? But then we were sneaking around this person's house and yep. stuff. Trying to just look in the window. Trying to see. See if you saw anybody strung up on fucking hooks. But he would have came and yelled at us. Yeah. And then it would have like just made more Gamer. Yeah, rumors. We would have been like, "Gamer yelled at us, and we lived." He's fucking angry, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. There was a house we used to bother by our creek too. Yeah, yeah. It's because when you grow up in the suburbs, man, you don't see houses in the woods. You just don't. No. And if you don't travel, if you don't camp, if you don't go to log cabins to spend your vacation times. You just have never seen a house in the woods with that many trees around it. It's not even in the woods because it's in the suburbs, right? But you don't ever see a house surrounded by trees. And like once you see that, you're like, somebody's killing somebody in there. That's just every movie I've seen indicates that somebody's killing somebody Mm -hmm. in that house. So I like the Jasons. Which, that's what people from Groveport call it, actually. They are Where I'm from, you call them Jasons and Freddies. The Jason series. And then you call Halloween Halloween, though. It doesn't have the same naming convention. You don't call those Michael Myerses. No, 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 no. Because Michael Myers has two names. So does Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees. But you mostly are like, I'm going to watch all the Jasons, I think. I've seen all the Jasons. I've seen all the Freddies. You know? I have seen all the Freddies. I will... Have seen all the Jasons once I get to part seven. Jason gets good. I mean, I think that Jason is the best of the series. I mm. think Freddy falls apart. I think Halloween has a bunch of spotty stuff. Um, Freddy rules uh, for a couple of them, and then but the middle ones like after four. No, nope. don't know. Don't say part five because I'll tell you why. Don't say bad stuff about the Dream Child. Uh, that is the first movie I ever made out with my wife watching. Well, that doesn't. You can't allow to use that as like. Evidence That's why that part five good. is good. Because I was making out with my wife while I was watching Nightmare on Elm Street 5. I was like, isn't this movie great? I met the the woman of my dreams after watching wrestling mm-hmm. and yelling at her. Great. And then saying, like, let's watch Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5. Make up. And then we smooched a little bit. Great. You know, that was just the way it was. So I don't know. I, I would be interested. Uh, the reason I brought up the movie series thing is because like Katie was like, let's watch all of the Marvels in chronological order. You did that in the theaters, didn't you? I did. She did. I have seen them all. And that's why I said, you don't want to do that. I mean, I'm going to tell you the truth, Kate, you do not. And plus it has the TV shows in that chronic. She wants to do that chronicle chronological thing. 
where you like watch it in the order of stuff that happened, not in release order. Okay. And I just was like, nah, Isn't you like don't. 20 movies? It's, I think, 28 plus no. three, like four or five seasons of TV shows, too. It's just a lot of movies. And I was just like, you're not going to like it. You know, you're not going to want to sit down and watch Age of Ultron. It's like a terrible movie. My wife loved them all. Yeah, really? She went on that endeavor. I went to the library. I got all the movies and put them on Plex for her. Um, but I could not. I tried, but couldn't. They're just all too close to the same. That's why the Jasons are fun. They're all different. Yeah. You know? I, I think that's also why I like the Alien movies. I do like the thing of like it just being several people's visions. Mm-hmm. And not just one person's vision. Right. You know? It's taking like, a crack at it. Yeah. Really taking a crack at it. When it comes... I mean, on all these franchises are like... Uh, in reality, like never should be like, there's no reason to have like a dozen of any of these, but you can just kind of pass it on to the next person. And there's enough people. I'm, I'm ready to see the next Freddy or Jason or Mikey Myers, whatever That's my, it is. I mean, that is actually my fantasy for us. Like yeah. a big fantasy for me is for me and you to get handed some intellectual property and get to build lore off of it you know yeah. what i mean like i've said that i would love it if me and you could do the dukes of hazard remake or uh, uh the other big dream and this sucks that this is actually getting made so it's not possible but uh he-man i would love it if me and you got to write he-man and just like be the people that put this movie together because it just and i know that's not gonna happen but it's just a fantasy I have of like being like, oh, I'd love to build onto this. Yeah. Marvel, on the other hand, doesn't seem fun to build onto at all to me. If they said you can make the next Jason and it's part of the original timeline, that would be fucking incredible to do. It would be so fun to do something like that. But uh, uh, Jason in space, dude. I can't wait. Them fucking nano, I've seen nano bees or whatever. Oh yeah, you said you saw seven on. I saw seven on. Yeah, seven and seven, eight, nine, ten, and uh, Jason goes to hell. Well, Jason goes to hell is nine. Uh, yeah, I I saw the Freddies like as they came on HBO. I really liked. Uh, I the only one I don't like, and this is I don't like part two. And I know that that has had like a reclamation project over the years, but I just don't like it. Cause it's not part of the same sort of timeline. It's not like Canon, you know, and I don't like the new nightmare. I think the new night. Oh, I like new nightmare. Yeah. yeah that you're was a horror movie guy though. So you might have a better, you, I mean, I like that when I was a kid. I don't know if it's good or not. It's just, that's one that I liked when I was a kid. Freddie looks cooler in it. Cause he yeah. has a trench coat. Yeah. Yeah. So I got a couple stories um, that we can cover this week. Uh, I didn't read this one, but it sounds exactly like, but it sounds exactly like something we should cover. So I thought we would go into this blind and uh, and see what happens here. All right, I like the idea. A Texas waitress says she was thrilled to receive two thousand dollar tip on a bill, only to find out the restaurant that she from the restaurant that she won't take home a single cent. Fuck. Emily Bauer. Fuck. 
Yeah. Emily Bauer had only been a server for about two weeks when she was scheduled for a busy Sunday shift at Red Hook Seafood and Bar in San Antonio, news station KVUE reported. While working all the tables, she kept apologizing to a man seated in her section for being slow. He was like, I understand. He also mentioned he owned restaurants, so he knew how hard it was to be a server, Bauer said. He was like, just cancel everything. Cancel everything and give me the ticket. So I said, okay. I gave him the ticket. Bauer said she didn't notice until he had left that he had given her a $2,000 tip and wrote a note that said, Merry Christmas, keep working hard. I was like, wait, I just opened it up and started crying. I was like, oh my God, my kids. I'm going to spend it all on my kids, uh, said Bauer. Who oh, has don't do that. Don't tell me. Oh, man. Two sons, a two-year-old and a five-month-old. I Hold was on. like, I'm oh. going to get my gun. I'm going to start loading and cleaning my gun right now. <laughs> why, why do you do this? This is a small business tyrant story. Well, you know, there I I, uh, I have to say I've heard mention of this, but sometimes if there's a tip over a hundred dollars and stuff, they've had they've had people call and verify. They've made customers come back to like say in person that they were going to give this much as a tip to this person and That's all not that. What this was, but this no, was, no, no, no. Yeah. But I'm but I'm saying no. There is a limit on the tips. I have to. And what I'm saying is that if you're a server and if you've been around for a while, you know that if you get tipped too much, it'll be a problem. I think. Mm. If someone leaves you five hundred dollars, you're like, "Fuck! How am I going to get this out the door?" This, yeah. <laughs> if this, it's not cash, it's if it's in the computer, if it's in Kronos or the Micro System or whatever it is, yeah. That money belongs. That money is who knows if you get it. Yeah, when you write it on, I, I need to when when the world gets back to normal, I need to start leaving the money. I need to start bringing cash and leaving it on the table. Absolutely, because they get it. At yes. that point, instead of when you write it down, who knows what that restaurant's going to do? Also, when it's entered into the system, it's taxable now. Yeah. Now it's income. When it's cash, it's just who knows how they got that. Yeah. And also, they probably don't get to touch it until payday. When, like, my understanding with tips is that you'd rather just get those at the end of the shift. Right. <laughs> you know, like and that, rather just take this money home. That's what makes working a tipped wage. That's why. There are people who swear by living by tips because they get, you know, $50 at the end of a day. I don't know what a regular tip day is because I've only had tip jar jobs and that's about $8. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it can, I mean, it can be high. Huh? It can definitely be high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, I just hope. So she had a, a two-year-old and a five-month-old. I was like, oh, my God, I've never had a Christmas where I've been able to splurge on them. Oh, God, you're breaking my heart, lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This I sucks. Can we hook her? We have to figure out how to hook her up. I just splurged on Gwen this year, and I've complained about it on the show. Maybe not on Street. I have somewhat on Street Vibe, but on a POD cast, I just, you know, but I'm joking. Because it actually feels good. And also the thing I got her was I see as a parental responsibility. I don't see it as something. It, it, it's not a sexy present. It is. I got her MacBook Pro. It is like in that she probably didn't need the Pro. But I, I don't know if I've said this on show, but I'm just going to say it. I think that when you send your kid out into the world in the times we live in now, you send them with a computer and a car and like that's two things that they i feel like they need like i just feel like kids need a computer now and they need a car and like i'm gonna i'm not gonna send my kid out in the world without 
those two things. That's my requirements as a parent. When you turn 18, it's part of handing over their life to them is also saying like, you have a computer, figure it out, you know, do do a podcast. I don't fucking know. (laughs) Right. Research how to do it. But I splurged and it feels really genuinely in my mind. It feels so good. I agree. Like it feels good to have gotten, you know, year after year, I have been escalating in the amount of money that I make as, as, uh, as my jobs, you know, I made a, a lot of money at not a lot, but I made good money at the, at the cable company, decent money. And, uh, I was still very broke at that time. Cause I don't know, I guess I just didn't understand how to, I didn't, I still kind of don't understand, but I understand better how to keep money in the house, you know? Um, but I didn't have enough to give good Christmas very early on, which I mean, until they're like 10, they don't really want anything that expensive. You know, once once they get 10, 11, 12, they start being like, I want an iPhone, you know, I want an iPad. Yeah. Uh, they don't quite understand early on. They just want as many toys as they can get their hands on, which you can do very cheaply if you're a parent with young kids. Um, but it has escalated over the years. I mean, there was one year where I was so broke, right? This is going to sound so bad. This is going to show how bad I am financially. I was so broke that I got her an iPhone because I knew I wouldn't have to put money down on it. Because <laughs> you could just sign up for monthly payments? Yeah. <laughs> that was it. When she got her first phone, that's what it was. It was like, yeah, we got... This is the guys- only present you get this year. It's a lot, okay? It's a big one, <laughs> sister. Yeah, that's a bummer about being... That is one of the things about having a teenager is that like she knows what she's getting because she wanted to go pick it out and it was like all right fine well that's how you run your house well she wouldn't have got a pro i i don't know this was a conversation we had where it said like listen i want to get you a computer for christmas okay and i know that you want a macbook and it is very important for you to have a macbook if you want that this is it this is all it's a lot of money and now katie's already bought her more presents and i'm gonna get her some band t-shirts so she'll get a little more but uh uh i was like oh my god i'm okay so but she said her excitement was quickly dashed when the restaurant told her it can't process a tip larger than 500 dollars. there you go other servers suggested that the restaurant give her four separate tips of 500 dollars, but the seafood joint refused kvue reported uh, it is unclear why the restaurant couldn't process the 500 of the uh, 2000 tip to give to Bauer in line with its limits. So they also won't even give her 500. They're not giving her anything. Um, sure, they won't give her any of it? Yeah. I don't think it's our responsibility as a server to say, oh, you can't tip me that much. I'm sorry. Oh, no, there's a limit. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Bauer said. <laughs> we chasing down in the parking lot. <laughs> sir, sir, you, pay, you gave too much money. Yeah. No, no, no. We don't accept that kind of largesse at this seafood establishment. Yeah, that's the fucking runs counter to tips. That runs counter to giving tips. Tip. You know? Yeah, I honestly, and also as somebody that wants to do something like this at some point, 
Yeah. You're really limiting, you know? Like, when I look at the tweet box, it's like, you can write whatever you want into this thing and just press send. The tip box is the same way. You could write whatever number in the world that you want on there. It doesn't, it's nothing is limiting you there. But then you find out there's rules, and now it's like, I, I want to break the rules. I want to fucking, I do want to tip $2,000 someday. Someday. I, I hope I get rich someday, and I can be the type of guy that's like, Hey, or even $500 would be amazing, you know, where it's just like you go out to eat. I mean, Brett, to be fair, with Street Fight money on tour has given some pretty intense tips. That's true. (laughs) And it does feel very good to leave knowing like that server was like, damn, those people were nice. Yeah, they weren't. They they weren't a pain in the ass at all. They were. They apologized when they felt they were being a pain in the ass, and they tossed me a large tip, hundred dollars, hundred dollars. Yeah, I'm sure they felt great about it because me and you work so hard. To that's one of the things I like about touring with you, especially, is that like we work ultra hard to be friendly to service workers. Where it's like I just want to be. The best customer you had today. I want to be, I want to leave. And I want you to be like, now that was a customer. You know what I mean? That's what I want. I want to be a bright spot on your day or a neutral spot on your day. <laughs> right. I mean, because you can't always be great. No, 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 no. I'm, I can't. Yeah, we're not doing Like, I'm only doing that because it's silly and... It's fun. Uh, yeah. I don't have the time to regularly do that. But you want to be a I neutral do- spot on somebody's day at the very least. You want to be just one of the customers that came through and didn't give them any issues. Dude, there's um, there's a group of guys that hang around the post office where our P.O. box is now. And I have this rule where if somebody asks me for money, I'll just give them the bill that's in my wallet. And they got me for $80 the other, there was four of them. And, and I was like heading to some, somewhere where I had a lot of cash on me and was just got totally rinsed. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's great. We, Atlanta. I remember Atlanta, we, yeah. how much we spent. Yeah. Uh, the restaurant is not commenting on it so they're so, not so they're not giving her anything at this point do we know where the, did it at least go back did it go back to the the customer or they the customer knows so they so they had a they had somebody at their restaurant that likes the place likes the employee enough to tip them and now they've dragged them into like a dispute basically yeah imagine you're the fun loving person that went to a restaurant You've got two thousand dollars to give away as your like secret Santa this year, and now, now oh, yeah. you're like, oh Santa fuck! Server, it's like no good deed is unpunished, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. That was a flub for people. Brett didn't hear it, but there was a flub. You flubbed? There. Yeah, I went to the I went to the news site to see if there was an update on the story, and a goddamn autoplay video played. I guess I could mute my computer while I'm. Looking at news stories since so many news sites do that to you. They just pop a fucking video up. Ugh. Yeah. That's no, sad though, man. In the chat. They're calling you flubber. They're no. saying flub, flub, flub. Are they really? Are they chanting flub in the chat? Because I'm, I'm taking that as a chant. Yeah. Cesspool said flub, all caps. Same with JJ Sanders. Oh, Chris Dr. James. Pixie Dog is in the flood is a flubhead. Oh no, no flubheads. They, they don't exist. Hey, you know what? Cesspoolism is right though. They said flub in, flub out. 
right? Yeah, yeah. I, I got to do one. I got to yeah. fuck something up. You got me on a computer, man. I want to be in. <laughs> Somebody, I said I'm, I, because I, I bought the TV so I could stream in my uh, uh, office at uh-huh. the house. And I was like, I would never call it a man cave because, frankly, I find it embarrassing. When no, we hate those. Yeah. No, it was <laughs> very early. We bonded on that because it was like, why would I go to one room in my own fucking house? Yeah. Like, why? It's like sound. It's like a dog house. So, like, why, why, why? If I bought this fucking house, why is there only one room that I'm allowed that I hang out in and decorate? What the fuck yeah. is going on here? So, some sick bastard says, "Why don't you call it the Flub Hut?" And I was like, that's not what it is, though. It's not a hut. I th- Flub Club? No. It's c- fucking going to be called the non guys, gals, and non-binary pals cave. It's my cave. Oh, the oh, oh, for the cave. Yeah. I'm going to go in there and play in the G- Flub G-N-B-P-C-A-V-E. Hut. Yeah. It's just really, it's the Tony Hawk room now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> where I go to play Tony Hawk. Uh, USA Today runs an article every Day club flub. No, <laughs> I like that. No, it's called Brian's room, but it's not just my room. Other people can come in, obviously. Um, uh, so USA Today does an article in in their newspaper. Uh, Wait, did we? Is that are we done with the tip? That's the whole thing. There's nothing else to report. So the story is a woman went to her job for two weeks, thought she got a two thousand dollar tip, cried about it because she thought she would give her kids everything they ever wanted, and the restaurant said that you're not getting it, and the we're not going to talk to anybody. Your hat. Oh my god. Uh, what's? Um, I want to find. I want. I'm going to look for. I'm going to see if I can try to do something to get her. Her, uh, you know, something for Christmas. I think we might be able to do that. I'll, I'll look. I'll see if if nobody else has stepped in. This is just I'm a tragedy. Sure a million people have stepped in. You never in know. At this point. I hope. Uh, so they do HR questions on uh, on USA Today, and I Ooh, saw this yeah. earlier, and I wanted to. I'm going to ask you the question, and then we're going to try to figure out what an HR associate would say what we would say and probably have a little fun just kind of talking about yeah, this let's sort have of fun thing. yeah yeah let's have a little fun if you don't mind question remember that song funk that you remember that one it sounds familiar man funk that get out of my face he would be like question before everything what is it it would be like question uh, you want me to play funk that Cause I'll play a second of it and it's here, here. But who was this? Who was the dot? Oh, oh, that song was sick. That was a really good song. Play it. Hook him up with it. I'm getting it. Uh, that was a good song. I haven't heard this in forever. Sagat. All right, here we They're go. They're gonna copyright flag the video, which is fine. Come. Question, why is it that every time I walk in down the street, somebody wants to stop me just to give me a flyer? Come on, man. Move that. All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Question. That, I remember that from Beavis and Butthead. So, because uh, uh, Beavis what kept going, it was. Question. <laughs> 
<laughs> they said this is the Fub Flub anthem now. Funk that? Yeah, funk that's a good. I'm I'm into it. Man, funk that. I loved that when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, me too. Question. Question. My company is moving forward with their annual holiday party and is strongly encouraging everyone to attend. In normal times, I would be excited. This however, is 2020. What? This is 2020? Yep. However, I, however, the vaccine remains unavailable and I don't want to be around large crowds. How do I politely decline but also not make it seem like I'm not aligned with the company culture? Oh, this man. is the position we're putting people in. This is the position people are in when it comes to their workplace now. Yeah. And um, the answer is you're not a part of the company culture. Yeah. You're, you're an outli- outsider. If they're going to go all do it, they're going to talk about you like you're a weak ass or something. You know what you should say when they ask you to go and they're like, are you not a part of the company culture? You should be like, man, funk that. <laughs> That's what I don't know exactly. <laughs> Question. Why are we getting in this building when there's corona? Man, funk that. How many how much of this do you think is going on? Um you know? on, honestly, um it has to be a lot. I mean, I know people that have jobs that their boss is doesn't believe in it and uh what they always they have to kind of police it themselves. They don't let, don't let anybody in their office. People have to just stand at the door while they talk to them, <laughs> type thing. I don't know if uh, I really don't know. I, I would say that the if if I'm me right now, I would just take the heat. But if you're young and you need the job, or you're trying to get something out of this, or it's an opportunity. I would set a timer on my phone for 15 minutes because that's the amount of exposure that you don't want to go over. I would go in there and I would make appearances to everybody. Mask up too. Mask, put on a mask, say hi to everybody, dip, dip, dip. By the time it's all, by the time everybody's drinking or whatever, nobody knows what happened. Yeah, yeah. Or you can always, I mean, the best thing about it, I think, like sometimes to get out of, like when I was habitually saying no to stuff or not doing things i would be like i gotta go so i would go for five minutes and then leave because then it was like i tried and nobody saw no nobody will remember you left right you're you're totally right about that thing where it's like oh i'll I'll roll in there for five ten minutes and be that is the same as being there for five hours you don't get extra credit you don't you know i mean yeah the 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 I mean, the office party gets regretful eventually. Like, you don't want to be there too long. Yeah. You're going to see your coworkers in the light that you don't want to. People <laughs> act so crazy. Company parties, this might be a good year to ki- to chill on those things because we got to rethink what we think about that shit. Yeah. I, they did a holiday party every year at the cable company. It was formal. Formal? Formal at the cable company. I swear to God, dude, I swear to you on my life. (laughs) Formal. It was a tuxedo. Yeah, but but it was like no jeans, no jeans. Formal means no jeans. Slacks, yeah, slacks. Formal. What do you think? I go to church or something? Exactly. I came in wearing jeans. I, I chose. I'm a cable person. I chose this job because so I would never have to buy those clothes. So I don't have to ever go to a Jose bank. 
yeah. or anything. Yeah, me and me and yes, exactly. You don't fucking you don't do cable with a suit on. No. What if I how 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 do you I don't think it's even fair that you get to pretend like I should own a suit. Because what the fuck? I don't need a suit. Guess yeah. what? Listeners, I don't own a suit. And to tell you the truth, I never have owned a suit in my entire life. Yeah. Ever. Well, and honestly, this is, well, I, they don't think they'll listen. Uh, the, I am also, I don't own a suit. I've never owned a suit. Someone asked me to do their wedding and it was like, that means I have to buy a suit. Like you're making me buy a suit. Yeah. And I'm also not a person that's comfortable just buying the cheapest suit that you can get. Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. Like I'm going to look, I'm going to feel miserable if I roll up in that place. Exactly. Wearing the the cheapest sh- suit I can find. Ill fitting. Right. Like showing up in an ill. It was ill fitting. Mine was ill fitting. That's humiliating. I hated it. The thought of it is humiliating. Some grandma came up to me and talked to me about tailoring. After she was like, "If you brought in these shoulders right here," and I'm like, "I already know," and I'm already a few hundred dollars deep on this fucking thing, <laughs> lady. I'm not stupid. I'm not like a stupid dumb dude. I'm just somebody that knew that I should not be in. To this shit. I shouldn't be doing it. You should have seen me in my wedding. best gear. I would have fucking razzle dazzled you. Yeah. If you yeah. let me dress how I want, you would have been really impressed. But I had to come out here and do the gray fucking suit, white undershirt thing. Oh my God. I would never. I I just, if you want me to do your wedding, you're just yeah, it's getting hoodie. me in, in whatever I'm wearing. Right. Whatever I wear for that day, really. Yeah. yeah. A hoodie and cargo pants, probably. Yes. That's what you're getting out of me. That's the only suit. Uh, uh, so also like, it's odd to think about not wanting to be aligned with the company culture. And I'll tell you why. I don't know. No, I'm saying this for me. Okay. This is personally an odd thing. I never wanted to be a part of the company culture. I just, you know, even when I got that job at that at at the cable company even when I got hired there and I thought this is going to be my career I I never had the desire to be part of the company culture. Now, after years of doing street fight especially I mean after years of doing street fight I fully 100% realized that that kept me from moving up in the company and being yeah, satisfied. You're bad at jobs, yeah. 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 Like the reason I was never satisfied is because I was never like in the company culture. But that also shouldn't be a requirement. I I, I mean, like for me, I can be a part of a company culture, but I'm doing it as a a snake. I'm doing it cynically. Like I'm buying minutes with you, so like right now at this company party, I'm going to drink and and smoke your one cigarette for the year on the patio with you with my boss uh, for ninety minutes because I'm going to steal an extra couple hundred dollars over the next couple months, and I need you out of my hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I don't. But I also felt resentment towards having to be a part of the after hours thing. They were doing mandatory overtime on us, and then it was like, hey, we're all going to VIP lounge if you want to hang, and it's like. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Because everybody that's going to VIP lounge is also the ones that get the best worksheets, that also get the coaching jobs, that also get all of these extra things. Like it's we see what's hap everybody sees what's happening here. I like thought, everybody knows who gets preferential treatment. It's interesting because I think in my mind, I thought that was because like they had fully bought in. Because they had gotten moved up in the company, right? Like when I was doing it. Yeah. 
it was like oh the reason the leads and the supervisors and and like the m- more well liked employees uh got invited to things is because they are higher up and it's like a higher echelon of socializing. Yes. Right. And uh, I did get invited to go to the bar at, when I first started. Right. Like uh, they just all kind of thought I was an interesting guy at the, at the yeah. place. Cause I was different from the other people. like in the middle brow movies and, you know, into my own music or whatever I was into at the time. It's bands they'd never heard of, yeah. you know, and uh, they invited me to go out, and they were like, oh, this guy's funny. He's really fun to be around. And within a month, I just decided to do it. I just yeah. said, okay. You know, I actually, what I'll tell you is, they called me on the next tell. And this is the same kind of problem this person had. I was hanging out with a buddy of mine who incidentally had worked at the company for about a year. Okay? And he got me the job there. And uh, they were like, hey... Brian, what are you doing? They next told me. And I was like, oh, I'm hanging out with my buddy. I didn't say who it was. I just said I was hanging out with my buddy. And they're like, hey, why don't you come to Snuffy's? And I was like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I just, I don't want to go to Snuffy's. I don't drink. You know what I mean? I don't, I just don't want to do it. And uh, they were like, oh, just remember, it's your supervisor and your lead that are calling you, asking you to come out for a drink. Maybe you should. And I said, all right, I'll be there. And then me and Katie went there and hung out. And and like now, now that feels very insidious to me. But I also became the lead like three months in. And it was, I think, just because I hung out with those people. Most of, A lot of that stuff is who they want to have around. Well, yeah. even, and also, but like, uh, so my wife, who is, um, just as argumentative as I am, yeah. uh, had a job, uh, had a job when we moved back to Columbus, she found a job at this place. It was a design firm, but very different than what she's used to. It was a mom and pop place, Ooh. meaning Small that business. husband and wife owned it. Ooh. And she kept coming home and saying, I was telling I was telling, you know, David that these drawings like were missing these details and I told, you know, Cheryl that her her elevations here were lacking and I showed them how to do all this stuff and I'm like you're not going to be you're I was like you didn't just stop doing that. And she was like, "Well, but that's I mean, we need to do better stuff." And I'm like, "You need to do whatever they tell you to do." And it, <laughs> and it just kept building cuz then she was cuz then she kept having arguments, she kept getting to do the stuff and I'm like I love you. I respect your opinion. They don't like they no. don't. The, you just follow their orders. This is what the company culture is, and you know uh, she's still friends with some of the people that work there. And I actually talked to one too because she was pretty cool. She's a old, she's like of the punk rock class of like ten years above me because oh, okay. everybody in Columbus knows each other around the same age, uh, and. She is just very dutiful. She's not there to to put any pizzazz or personality on anything. She's there to uh, do whatever that woman tells her. <laughs> and it's the office is literally split up between women and men. Like the women, she worked for the for the wife on the wife side of the office, and the 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 husband had the the men side of the office. Did and they was, explain that? No, it was never said. It was just the teams, but it was very it was. Very obvious. Yes, that was the teams. But uh, I was like, 
you know, there's just not, you're not going to fit in here. This, they're not looking for people that want to switch things up or make more money or achieve. Like there's like, they don't want people to go up in the company because you're not going to replace them no. and they don't want to pay you more. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. That is true. Do you want to, let's see how this ask the HR department answered this question because, uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm curious. I I like to learn about what's going on in the brains of human resources. Yeah, um, it's very important for all of us. Yes, you may absolutely RSVP no to to you. I flubbed. I just flubbed. flubbed. Brett flubbed. Somebody sent me an audio autoplay video. Oh, okay. So it sounds like the server's taken care of. Um. Yes, you may absolutely RSVP no to your company's holiday party. With the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention still advising against large gatherings, not attending this event could be the safe and smart thing to do. First, I want to be clear. Whether it's a sick family member, prior engagements, or a last-minute schedule conflict, it's not unheard of for employees to miss corporate gathering, gatherings, even when they're encouraged to attend. Yeah. I mean, I think All you'll right. be fine. I, I, I also, you know, it might not be held against you, but you yeah, do, well. yeah, you just, if you weren't there for the epic story, everyone's just going to remember like, oh yeah, you weren't at the Christmas party, man. It was fucking amazing. You should have seen when Jeff fell into that plant. I think if your boss is a chud, then yeah, that's true. They want to know because I don't think bosses that aren't chuds are having parties true. this year. Yeah, this person. is very extreme. If the the company that you're working at, if they're having a COVID party, you're probably not. You should just find something else. Yes, it's not going to work out. Yes, and so this is what this HR person says. Okay, but before you decline, <laughs> classic. Human resources. <laughs> Consider asking your employer or HR department how they intend to implement and maintain social distancing and other safety measures during the party. That's an interesting thing to say because they would hate it if you did that. If you work at a small business or if you work for a chud or if you even just. I think that. This has been a hard thing for me to handle, too. I think this has been one of the hardest COVID things to handle is you don't want to feel like you're hurting people's feelings by declining them entry into your house or any of that stuff. Yeah. While it's a safety thing. Yeah. And we're all supposed to be doing that. It feels rude to do. I agree. It feels mean. It and, doesn't feel nice. And you know, actually the, the thing that we're at with COVID is that everybody has their own regulations and restrictions they're working by and they feel like they're the most safest or the most smartest and they don't always align with everybody else. No. And you kind of just have to you, you can't take it personally because it, it is like we got an invitation to the best restaurant in Columbus um, you know, because it had to be open. <laughs> Yes. Like now, like I would have went another time, but it's also, it has to be open. Uh, so they need people to sit there and eat the stuff. Uh, and that's not going to be me. That's not what no, I'm doing right now. I turned right it now. down too. Same invitation. Right. And it, it's like, you know, people are, you know, aren't going to show up for holidays, but they also might go to the grocery store every couple of days because it makes them feel normal or something, you know, yeah. yeah. It, people, you know, like people still are doing some things like everyone has a totally different routine, 
Um, the best thing not to do is frivolous shit like this, you know? Yeah, you know. This is a year. I, I mean, the delayed gratification, because next year could be the most epic holiday party of all fucking time, you know? Like, just the delayed gratification is there. Take the time off. Do the Zoom. Everybody drink a beer on Zoom, and, and that can be it. Right. Yeah, that's weird, though. I, I had a story. Erica's done it. Oh, she's done er- a happy hour. Eric went to a vir- Erica went to a virtual trade show, and they brought us a big deep dish pizza and a six pack of Goose Island beer. They sent it to you. Uh, they drove around the city and dropped them off at all the re- on one of the doorsteps. Nice. So we ate pizza a and drank one? beer. Good pizza? Giordano's. It was Giordano's, good. Yeah. I, Giordano's is a good fucking frozen pizza. It's not bad. Yeah, it's. Not I like bad. them. I've had it. I would we, oh, we I get one. Of that's those. all we ate. All, basically, I cut off like slivers, slivers. I'm talking about like a half inch slice, and then I would eat it, and then I would wait 45 minutes and go eat again. Yeah, I did that for 12 hours. Yeah. So this HR rep thinks you should ask about there. You could be pleasantly surprised about the planned precautions, not just for this event, but for those who, for those to come that may may or may not be mandatory. Yeah, um, I mean, there aren't precautions unless it's outside and you're distancing. I can't think of a precaution that would make it okay. And if you're in California or you're in Florida or something like that, I mean, I guess go. I guess, you know, I, I, I don't really understand it, you know? Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I don't know. You can get, you can definitely get away with it. Um, I, I wouldn't do it. But I also would expect a little bit of shit from it. Yeah. However, if you don't, if you do not have an underlying health condition, but you reasonably believe the event will be unsafe, you could have a right to refuse to attend under the OSHA. Oh, you're fired for that. (laughs) You're fired if you do that. Yeah. I mean, you can politely say no and get fired six months from now or bring an OSHA into it and be out by Christmas. (laughs) The only, the only word they hate, uh, on the same way as union is OSHA. They hate both the word OSHA and the word union at all jobs. And you never say OSHA. Never. Um, all right. Um, I guess let's just do one of these real quick. I, I can't oh, believe man. they're doing holiday parties, though. Can I, I know. That is fucked up. That's, I mean, I mean, if, if it's outside... Still not good. Yeah. <laughs> Still don't. But if you're work, actually, honestly, if you're working all day with people, why wouldn't you go party with them? Yeah, but if you're working on Zoom. Oh yeah. You know. But I I didn't think they were going from Zoom to like the ski lodge. Yeah. You know, I wanted to bring this up this Did- episode because something we talked about on the last episode that we can reiterate now. It doesn't matter. Uh, what? Well, go ahead. D- there's an update to that two thousand dollar tip. She get a GoFundMe? No, it's um, I'm I'm kind of wondering if the the gentleman that left the tip might have been doing some catch me if you can type shit. Oh, like he was lying about how much money he had. Oh, I don't know if it's true, but someone in the so, who sent it, some people in the chat, they knew who they are. Calm Presence was one of them, uh, but they sent an update. the The restaurant commented on the article and said. Ken's five did not tell the entire story. The tip was tried multiple times by management, by the owner, and by the owner, but it would not post. It was invalid. 
The gentleman was called and told the tip would not take, and we asked him to come back to the restaurant to pay in cash or the check. He said okay and hung up, but he did mention that he had a lot of money and owned three restaurants in San Antonio. (laughs) But I don't want to trust the restaurant, but it is like, uh, who knows now? Yeah, I don't trust the restaurant. Anyway, but who knows? You know, he, they also blaming it on Emily. They're saying that they're they're also blaming it on her. So they might just be straight lying. Yeah, yeah. They blamed it on the worker. I'm I'm taking the restaurants. I'm not taking the restaurants. Okay, club. no, hold on. So wait, the, Emily is back. This is happening in the Facebook comments. So they said uh, the gentleman called. Uh, we told Emily to Emily to contact the news, but she left out details. What they they said that uh, yeah they said that she's lying. Emily commented and said I wasn't going to address this because I did not contact the news to harass my place of work. I contacted the news because you told me to. I did not lie about anything and I did not leave out anything. I told the truth in the whole story. They only chose to add what the what they wanted and edit out some of it. Yeah, and that's what the news does. Yeah, that is what the news does. I mean, if the business had to think it was going to come off. A little oh, bit bad. In the video, I said it's in. It says it's invalid. It's invalid. So the reporter was lying. Who knows? I. This seems like this is why we he, could. We. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't trust anybody anymore. Yeah, I mean, I trust her. I trust. I tr- her I'm sure that somebody. I think that this. I think now it just seems like some asshole was like, <laughs> you know what? It's on me, honey. Here's two thousand dollars. Yeah. Just yeah. to get that pop of her being like, feels good. <gasps> he was probably I, watching through the windows and stuff, watching her like shed a tear. Growing and then, up with my mom, I know that thing. You know what I mean? That oh, right. giving somebody something, lying about the gift to yeah. get their yeah to get happiness. the dopamine that you get from being like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm gonna get this, and then. Later on, just being like, mm, nope, you didn't get it. Well, Emily Bauer is on Facebook, so that means I can message her. So let's see if we can get that those kids some Christmas. Yeah, let's get them kids some fucking Christmas. I mean, if she's being if she's a waitress during, yeah, if she's a server during COVID. Those kids ain't getting a Christmas no matter what. You know? Right. Um, something I wanted to talk about a little bit is restaurants being closed, and me trying to get over my my trepidation about ghost kitchens like i do not do you order from ghost kitchens i feel like no i'm not gonna do that uh i don't at all because i think it's mostly for people that are like scanning grubhub for something to eat but I already know the people around me that make good food so i i've really just transferred to ordering from them well, you did, yeah, I want to do that too. But you did bring up something about an egg place that is a ghost kitchen. <laughs> it's a it's a ghost kitchen? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I read the restaurant. I, I did see there's one on 11th Avenue, also in Sandwich Connoisseurs. Someone was like, how are there four restaurants that all have the same business? There's one called like Fuck Gluten. That is, oh, is Bitch Don't Grill My Cheese yes, part of that? Yes, it's a whole collective. There's like 40 fucking shops in there. And someone someone That's does- That's the ghost kitchen. It is. It's on 11th. People, people didn't know what it was. And they were like, are these people just like making up different menus for different people? And it's like, well, that is a good idea, actually. More listings- on Grubhub yes. makes it so well the 
the the the horrible uh, late night slice place in town has a vegan pizza restaurant now that runs out of their same Grandview location. I see. I don't trust it. I'm going to tell you, man. Uh, uh, you were bringing this up. It's like ghost kitchens. In theory, you would think should be cheaper, but they're not. They're already marked up, right? Before you get marked up by Grubhub or, or or DoorDash or whatever. Well, it's like when we we were looking at office spaces, which fucking thank every fucking deity in the world that we don't have an office space <laughs> yeah, bill right that now. We can't go to. Yeah. Um. But we were looking at. We were like, you know, what's up with this co working spaces? You know, and they wanted seventeen hundred dollars a month for five hundred square feet for that community office and like IPAs on in cold brew on tap. Um, so that would have been reflected in the business cost. If we were paying $1,700 a month for rent right now, uh, that would be, that would reflect on the Patreon, Patreon and the t-shirts and everywhere else. Yeah. And that's the same with those ghost kitchens is that it is, you know, I'm sure you do probably need a quarter million dollars to open a restaurant or more to at least sign the the numbers on the paper to get a ghost kitchen. No, no, no. To, to do a restaurant. Oh yeah. Yeah. And in the same way, um, when, so that movie chef good movie i've never seen it oh it's really good about watching it it's good i it's heartwarming you have a kid it's good it's teaching your kid about your trade and showing them appreciation of life and all that stuff it's a great movie okay uh but uh you know 2009 when the stock market crashed these food trucks were the answer to that everybody was like i've got 10 grand i can just buy a fucking truck and sell a grilled cheese for 10 times the amount it costs to make and now we've moved beyond that where now it's like, I don't have a truck. I can't buy a truck. I can sign up for a monthly payment to rent space to make these sandwiches that I make. To rent a kitchen. Well, I went to a ghost kitchen to pick up food recently. Oh, really? To, uh, uh, is there th- like there is a sandwich place called Capriati's. That's that not a ghost kitchen. It, it It is in Columbus. Oh, it really it is, is? a ghost kitchen. You can't. Yeah. Oh, well, you I would can't to- go to a Capriati's. You can order Capriati's and pick it up at a ghost kitchen. In Dallas, you can go and eat there. We ate there all the time. Yeah, that's why I got it. That's why I, I have had it a few times because you can go and pick it up. And uh, I went into this place that's a goat that that is a ghost kitchen, and it was so fucking depressing to be in this place because it was like uh, uh, there's nobody there. Uh, it's all Uber and Lyft drivers just walking in and picking up the food. And it's really like, uh, uh, it's a warehouse. It is a warehouse. It is, it is kind of a where, yes, it's a warehouse. That's what it is. And it, it was, I don't know, man. I, I just, I don't trust the people that run them is the thing. It's not that I don't trust. I feel like the people that are running them are a little shady. Again, they're trying to get more listings yeah. on the app, which is a weird thing. I don't like I like I don't like the name bitch don't grill my cheese. Yeah. As a as a fucking restaurant. I'm not gonna eat that or fuck gluten or uh uh eggs AF. <laughs> that's our that's our uh, generation. Eggs AF charges seven dollars for an egg sandwich it's the worst i'm yeah. so mad at that's that new place. york prices yeah it, 
So you paid for a New York sandwich. They're in the future. They're playing that New York rent already. That's to true. To make that fucking egg sandwich. In a goddamn fucking ghost kitchen. Yeah. Where the rent has to be a lot less. I mean, I've like... my I have a, I have a seven-year-old. Uh, I have one car. My wife has been at work regularly. Taco Bell is a treat. Getting Taco Bell delivered is so crazy. Just really? uh, there's it's like pizza. No, because it's like a dollar ninety two delivery fee, a, a, a eighty one cents convenience charge, four fifty four delivery fee. Like there's so many fees by the time you get done with it. It's forty dollars. It's forty dollars. It's twenty eight dollars <laughs> yeah. to get Taco Bell. Yeah, twenty two dollars for one meal it, for one person. I think when you're using those apps, it's fucking absurd that. An eight, like me and my wife, I think this this was a s- ten years ago. Whenever we decided, like, we're not going to buy food from a restaurant that we can make at home. Like, we we were never in. Like, I don't go and buy toast and eggs from anybody. No, I can do that. Like a gut, easy food. I know. I- I egg sandwich, cook. you should have a personal relationship with eggs because you can only make them how you like them and no one else will ever like them how you make them. Yeah, okay. But, I don't like them at all. Sure. But like I have to make them, th- I have three people in my house, I make them three different ways. I have 10 people in my house, I make them 10 different ways. Nobody likes them the same. You don't have a $7 egg sandwich. And there's it's crazy because it's a $7 egg sandwich and then there's $10 in Grubhub fees. Or maybe they're paying $10 a month for the Grubhub premium service, which you don't have to pay fees, but you do have to pay some fees. Well, and also you have to pay the premium service. Right, you're <laughs> paying... month, you right. pay the 10 bucks a month. I mean, these... The Grubhub's drive... Instacart is driving me crazy because they, they used to sell those like memberships and then now they added new fees on. The membership was like, don't, you don't ever pay fees if you pay for a membership. And then now it's like, oh, these are, uh, uh assembly fees. Yeah. These aren't delivery fees. These are just to like assemble it. These apps are killing us. I, I, I wonder what happens when COVID's over. Uh, like, like, do they keep growing? Because that's what's got them. And I don't think any of them are profitable now. Like, I don't think any of them are making money now. Columbus just passed a law that says that they can't take, like, to to limit the amount of money they can take. Because they had the dude from Pat and Gracie's that was like, anything you buy from me, take 30% off of that. That's what Grubhub and DoorDash are taking and Caviar. Like, I I pay, you pay, you whatever price you see, I'm getting 30%. Oh man, that's I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm getting 70%. They're taking 30%. Shit. So still, yeah, yeah $10 egg sandwich, they're getting $7. Poor, poor guys. Oh, these motherfuckers. Poor I'm gonna st- I gotta stop ordering from the apps then. It's just it's tough. I mean, I don't know. It's also, but then there's like I don't want the drive. desperate people that need seven dollars, people that are at home just like Wishing for money and we need seven dollars, and I'm the we're the we're the only good tippers on the app. We're the only person that's like yeah, fifteen percent is only a dollar fifty. Uh, no, it's five. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to tip really well on that app. Well, that's the show. It was a good time. I think we all had a great time. Everybody involved. And uh, uh, you got a flub. Uh, let's let's uh promote this. On December 29th, okay, first of all, I'm going to promote two things before we get out of here. So you can either stop it or you can find out what's coming soon. 
uh, this week, at the end of the week, you will get the first episode of a show that we are calling Buttfest 2000. Fun. <laughs> I couldn't come up with a name, and Alex came up with that. And I do... He got me by doing 2000, because it's very funny to name something 2000 in 2020. <laughs> man, before 2000. Yes. But there was so much promise. <laughs> and we they, were just, got, they got everything 2000. We were hungrily waiting to get to 2000 when it would be the future and everything would be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, then, and, and it was just like your rock bands. There were a lot of albums with 2000 at the end of it. Or like, you know, www.something.com too was the other big thing. What this show is, is we're going to learn about butt rock. I don't know what that genre is. Okay. I do. I'm gaining it. But what we're going to do is I'm going to gain a knowledge and I'm going to learn what that music is. I'm going to learn about the people who make that music by listening to interviews with them. And I'm going to learn a little bit about the music. And that's on our Patreon. That is the new mini series. Sharktober is over. But rock December. 29th the street fight shock jock super stream i'm doing me and chris are going to burn through my back catalog of video con shock jock video content we're gonna take your phone calls and we're just gonna have a damned old time that's on december 29th we're going to, it's either going to be at eight or nine. I, I, you know, obviously there'll be a lot more promotion of this as it goes. And, uh, uh, you know, please come and watch it. I think, you know, people like the shock jar content. I can tell you that I have man cow going into the woods to, uh, uh, confront Satanists. That's one of the videos. Cool. I have. Yeah. I have videos of, of all kinds of things. We're going to take your phone calls. You'll be able to call in now. The deal that with Street Fight for the call-in show is that we will take every call. Okay? That's what we try to do, at the very least. And sometimes we might have to hang up on you, but we're not going to take every call on this show. This is shock jock rules. We're just going to take calls. I don't know how many calls. We could take three calls. We could take 15 calls. But we're going to take calls. And, uh... uh Watch videos and stream. It's going to be really fun. And and you should come and watch it with us. Watch these videos with us and and have a good, pleasurable time doing it. And uh, that'll probably be the last Shock Jock content for a while. But uh, I think D&D will come in January. So yes, more streams, maybe more streams. I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go uh, watch Moxie Cotton play. Uh, D&D this Saturday so I can get an idea of what the hell we're getting ourselves into and what it's going to look like and everything. People, I got so many DMs. Or not DMs. I got a lot of uh, mentions and a few DMs saying like you making your D&D character makes me want to watch you guys play D&D. <laughs> wow, my D&D character was really cool. I, I, you want me to tell you its name? Sure. I mean, I did describe it on the call-in show, so you can hear it then. You Are you ready for this name? Yep. Brett Payne. What? <laughs> no. P-A-I-N, though. Why? Because you, you know I like the name Brett. 
when I was growing up. Uh-huh. I'm trying to live my fantasy and pain. <laughs> okay. P A I N is a pretty cool thing. So my character's name is going to be Brett Payne. Uh, I came up with that I'm, on my own. I like that. I'm flattered. <laughs> That's the, I, that's the Brett Payne I would like to be, really. <laughs> the guy that wrote Bad to the Bone is the Brett Payne you like? Oh, yeah. I would have loved to have written Bad to the Bone. <laughs> George right. Thurgood. All right. That's it. Uh, so uh, look forward to that. It's coming. If you want to hit, listen to Buttfest 2000, they just recorded that episode. It'll be available on Patreon.com slash Radio for $5 a month. Uh, the Alcohol Zine just came out. It's available on Patreon. It's $3 a month. Uh, you can add it on to the audio for $8 a month or get the physical version sent, uh, whatever you wish. That is all at patreon.com slash radio. We appreciate everybody that has participated and helped us out and to get this far. We'll continue to spread this mess across the U.S., and we'll see you on Sunday for the call-in show. Peace. Peace.